And here now is your host, Gary Lester. Thank you, Ivy, and it's great to be back. We're on back for our eighth season of Keys to the Game. It's a program that we try to give you an inside look into Emory & Henry College football. And in order to do that, I have with me none other than my partner here, the head football coach, Kurt Newsom. Coach, glad, glad to, to be back, brother. Appreciate it. It's great to be back. Coach, I tell you, ever since the announcement has been made about moving up to D2 football, it's been like waiting for Christmas. And no no doubt. It's been exciting for the college, exciting for the football program, and uh, I can't wait to get started. Well, I can't either, and that's part of the reason we're starting our shows a little bit earlier because uh, the games, of course, don't start until September, but we're going to have four shows here in August and have a chance to talk about the season in general. As on part of those shows, we're going to talk about we might take a chunk and look at the first part of your season, middle part, and the end. Uh, get some some analysis from you about what's going to keep you up at wake. Oh, yo, I promise you, it'll <laughs> keep me awake. Uh, yeah, if I had to face, I, I believe uh, uh, Catawba, Wingate, and Newberry all in a row. I think I'd have a few sleepless nights myself. I understand. <laughs> I'm dealing with it. Well, Coach, uh, our last show was on April 2nd, and we uh, covered mainly the spring practice, uh, spring game that was coming up. That Saturday, we talked quite a bit about that, about what you hope to achieve, uh, how the format would go, and so forth. And I'd like to pick up from there and move forward, bring us up to here August 1st. And I want to talk about what you guys have done in the offseason the last four or five months, because I know you've been busy. And one thing I think I would really like to understand more about are these traveling road shows or tryouts that you all yeah. conducted. We've had combines. We we start off in the Tidewater area, and then we uh, – we move from there to Richmond, and we go to Northern Virginia, and then from Northern Virginia, we go to Roanoke. Well, actually, we started in Knoxville. It was the first time. And then we go to Charlotte. So we, we've got to recruit the state of Virginia and Charlotte and, and all the surrounding areas. And um, they've been good to us. You know, we... And then we had a big one at Emory, too. So we, we've had 750 players we've evaluated, which is, uh, you know, it's a ton. So, uh, yeah. you know, we, we did the whole state. We did Knoxville. We did Charlotte. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and it's, uh, it's helped us. What we do is we'll go out on a Monday and Tuesday, say we're in the Tidewater. Okay. So all the coaches hit schools on those two days, and then Tuesday afternoon we'll have a combine. Then we'll go to the next stop. So we drive in the middle of the night wherever we go, and uh, – but uh, to see 750 prospects, uh, you know, makes Emory better. Well, it also gets your name out there, and you can make contact with a lot of people. Now, you say you have these combines. What do you what for our listeners and fans? What does that? What do you do? We uh, the the initial part of the combine is uh, testing. So we test them uh, in the 40. We test them in shuttle. And then we test them in. Uh, broad jump and so all those things to see the numbers of where they are mm -hmm. and then we break it down to their offensive position and then we uh, go their defensive position okay so that's that's what we look at and of course the quarterbacks they're they're just going to be 
offensive guys. You know, they're right. they're soft anyway. But no, just <laughs> just kidding. They're they're good guys. <laughs> we want good quarterbacks. I promise you. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that's how it works, and it's worked out really well. It's a, a good evaluation period for us, and uh, you know, we get to meet them and. The, I think bigger than the numbers is you see how they want to compete. Mm-hmm. You know that you know you don't always care about you know what what their forty time was, what they did. Do they compete? And at the very end, we go one on ones with uh, DBs. Quarterbacks are throwing the ball and and receivers, and then offensive and defensive linemen uh, are competing in pass rush drills and wow. then at the then the linebackers are covering the running backs so, so that competition drill probably means more than anything you do well that's an extensive look at these kids then that you're taking oh yeah and the, and that's the way of the world now that's what it's gotten to so and, this is a common th- i mean the carson yeah. newman's mars hills catawbas are doing this i don't also? know if they're traveling and doing it okay we, we're traveling and doing it right uh you know the virginia techs and the uvas they have have it going on on their campus mm-hmm. which is uh much easier to do because we've got a load of equipment and Travel, yeah. you know, we'll go from, uh, you know, we'll have a five-hour drive from uh, Richmond to Northern Virginia. All our coaches, with we packed everything up, and that's that's kind of how it goes. Well, I, I'm kind of amazed. 750 uh, kids that you had a chance to look at. I don't mean you call them kids, young men. Um, the screening process. How how do you determine? I mean, if I just walk, can I just walk up and say, hey, I've well, what we do is we've watched, we've gotten information on the young guys mm-hmm. uh, at their school on Monday and Tuesday or Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So we get that information and we go back as a staff and watch the film. Jeez. So it's it's uh, it's, it's a long day. It's real life day. You know we you know leaving, coming back from Northern Virginia or coming back from Richmond, at uh, leaving at nine thirty at night and getting here at two thirty is, uh, but you know you you good players win football games. Yeah. I promise well, you, that's what <laughs> they do. So when you were in Roanoke, just one more question, we'll move on here. But when you were in Roanoke, you did your combine, I believe you did it at William Fleming High School. Mm-hmm. So how do you get that set up? What do you do? Did that one on a Saturday. Uh, Cam B. Craft, our offensive coordinator, has a great relationship uh, with their head coach. And uh, that was a little different that we don't usually do them on a Saturday. But it was a great camp mm-hmm. and uh, – you know, we 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 have a good relationship with them, and uh, that that helped us out a lot. And uh, it was a great camp. Well, now one more question about, it, and then I want to move on to a couple of the other topics. These young men that seven hundred and fifty young men that you all put through these combines, what ages are they? We, we you know we look for the juniors because okay. uh, you know the Alabamas and the Virginia Techs and all them are looking for the younger guys. But uh, we're we're in the process of making sure we evaluate every junior 
right now. Now, do we have ninth and tenth graders? Yes, and we I, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, the more time we can put eyes on those guys and and mm-hmm. evaluate those guys, I, I, it's good for our program. And so we continue to do that. So we offer it to everybody. Okay, not wow. nine through. 11 okay and and then 12th graders that haven't found a home yet okay so and we'll we'll find one or two from from that uh two so so these 750 then you've you've got the emory and henry college football name out there with them i mean that's got to give you a quite a step up in recruiting come next i know you're looking primarily at the rising seniors that's got to give you a leg up, doesn't it? They know who you are, that you know them, they know you're interested. So. No question. I mean, it's and, – and the areas we've hit are, are, are hotbeds. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they – we it's been a great deal for our program because our, our – we've been receptive at all these places. They've been receptive to us. And uh, I, I appreciate what everybody's done for us. I'm a Tidewater guy. When I go down mm-hmm. there, it's it's neat for me. You know, and then uh, Coach Buzzo's been recruiting Richmond. That's been good. And Northern Virginia. So, you know, it's, it's the guys that recruit that area and helps us tremendously throughout. And I, I, I don't think it'll pay dividends tomorrow, but I think it's going to be great for our program. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so too. I mean, anytime you can touch that many individuals and and let them know who you are, and then get an opportunity to put them through the all the rigors that you did on that day, gives you a really good idea of who you need and who you want and so forth. Well, now speaking of recruiting, then uh, let's. I want to cover recruiting, and then we'll take a short break here. But um, and back in February, you published the list, or you released the list of your recruiting class for. 2022, and I think there was something like 34, 35 names on there. Any updates to that list that you'd like to share? Not, not really. You know, I, I don't know if uh, Tomate was on there from Farum. He's a, you know, we think he's going to be special, but um, feel good about the class coming in. And really, we we've only had one real class because the first class we couldn't announce that we were going division two until the the last day of january and signing date was february 6th so so (laughs) that's not much of a class no so but this class we were able to recruit but we got behind a little bit and i'm not trying to make excuses we got behind because in April and May, we were recruiting seniors because that were missed by people. Yeah, yeah. So, so our you know our our class is is small, and uh, this class was we felt like we did a good job and found some really good players, and uh, so we'll see how it goes. You know how the recruiting thing goes; it's like betting on a horse race, <laughs> and I haven't done real good on that either. Well, now on that list, uh, real quickly, are there any any names that you want to clue us in? I don't want to put the monkey on any of them's back, but um, any anything on there that are you're really looking as somebody that might be able to contribute 
coming in? You know, it kind of depends on the position, and there's certain guys right. that I, I feel good about. But it's it's hard to just say, hey, I think this guy will help. And um, I don't know if they're listening or not, but I definitely <laughs> don't want to say it before they get here because I want them to be hungry. Yeah. So okay. so uh, that's, that's kind of where that is. But, uh, you know, we, we need help in certain positions, but – We've got an older football team that's played a lot of snaps. And uh, so I, I think as a young guy, you better be above average to come in and play right now on this football team. Well, and then some of those older guys we interviewed this past spring, uh, and, and we talked about those fifth-year seniors. So when we come back, uh, let's just let's stop it right here and let's come back. We'll talk about some of those fifth-year seniors. Maybe you can give us an update, okay? Sounds good. Thanks. Predicting the unexpected in life is impossible, so when it comes to your financial goals, our philosophy is don't predict, prepare. Hello, I'm Tom Graham, financial advisor with Edward Jones, and we can help. Our office is 126 East Main Street, Marion, Virginia. Edward Jones, member SIPC. And we're back, and Coach, we, we left off talking about some of these fifth-year seniors, some of these returning players. Boy, I'm telling you, their experience, their maturity, that's got to give you a little bit of comfort moving into Division Two because a 23-, 24-year-old playing against a younger kid, that, that makes a lot of difference. No question about it. I think it's uh, – you know, we've got guys that I love so much. Uh, you know, Don Don Penix is wow. – is is as good a person as I've ever been around, and he's a five-year starter. Jalen Crimes had never been around a better one. Mm. Uh, Preston Robertson's a four-year starter, and I mean we've got them all around. And uh, you know we've got eighteen starters coming back off a team that should have won a lot more games than they won. Yeah, we we yeah we, you know <laughs> and and so it, now I know we're playing better people. I get that right, and I understand that. And uh, it's it scares me, you know. I <clears throat> when I lay down, I don't go to sleep. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's uh, it is what you. it is. But uh, you know, I know what our guys will do, and I want the Emory fan base to understand our guys will fight, and we're going to war with a bunch of guys that care and. They love Emory and Henry, and they've been here in summers, and they've done what they're supposed to do, and they do it the right way. And we we may not be able to compete, and I don't know that, but I, I think the guys we're going to to battle with on a Saturday afternoon, I think they're going to give the best effort of anybody I've, since I've been here. Well, now, two two individuals uh, in particular I wanted to ask you about is Ivan Phillips, the linebacker out of Kingsport, who's I think believe he's fifth-year senior. And then, of course, Grayson Overstreet. Um, those two guys are a little bit nicked up. They didn't play in the spring game. How are they? Are they back? They 100% now? Ivan had uh, hip surgery and uh, has recovered and doing well. And uh, proud of him and his work. work ethic and uh that's that's been good and grayson you know he he gained nine thousand yards in high school and did all those things and he was never hurt and since he's been here he's had a couple he's been nicked up and you know Devonte had a, a great season but 
uh, you know, I think the world of Grayson, he, he may be the toughest guy I've ever been around, and uh, I don't worry about him. Uh, now, I, I worry about him being injured because of what's happened to him in the last little bit, but he he's a special guy, and yeah. I'm glad he's playing. Now, um, you had the, we're talking about these returning players. You talked back in the spring about having – Several of them here over the summer. Were you able to do that and, and have the summer workouts? We had hope to? 40 players here, and it's due to the Tangerine Bowl Fund. And we're way ahead in the Division Two curve because of the Tangerine, because we can pay for their summer school, and scholarships don't pay for it. So uh, – Please contribute to the to that fund because it. I think it's a difference maker. As you know, we heard Shepherd College, who's great in Division Two. Yeah, and, they're uh, ranked in the top and, ten, I believe. Yeah, Ernie's a great friend of mine, Ernie McCook, and uh, we've shared ideas together. And I don't think they had the same numbers we had, and it's because of uh, the Tangerine. Well, fund. the Tangerine Bowl, for those that don't know, is a bowl that used to be played in Orlando. I think it is the forerunner of the Citrus Bowl, and Emory played in that back in the I believe 1950, 1951, with some All Americans like Bob Miller. And so there is a Tangerine Bowl fund. How it's a blue and gold, and now it's the Russ. That bowl is the Russell Athletic. That was my that, last bowl at Virginia Tech. Is that right? It's now yeah, the Russell Athletic. We, we didn't want to go to that bowl. Oh, <laughs> we wanted to go back to the Orange Bowl. So if I wanted to write you a check, how would I do that? Would I contact the? Uh, and I'm I'm not trying to advertise it, here. I don't want to get in trouble it, with no, the advancement Ru office. Rufus but. Scholl does a great job. Okay, I mean, Rufus. and 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 uh, it 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 funds our summers, uh, as I said. And I mean, we've got something that everybody doesn't have, and I think it'll help us catch up faster with the talent in, in the in the league. Okay. So. Buddy Shule is a graduate, I think, in 68 and coached at Radford High mm -hmm. School for years as a defense coordinator. Now lives in New River Valley, somewhere near, I believe, near Radford. Radford, yeah. yeah. So, okay, well, you could go online search for the Tangerine Bowl Fund if anybody is interested. And that's mm -hmm. great to have 40 people here. I want to move over to your coaching staff. Um, any changes or additions there? Uh, you got everybody back, or what? We lost one. We lost Davon Morgan. Oh, but I promise you, we gained a special guy. We gained Quentin Hunter back. Oh, did you? Who really? was our ex-offensive coordinator? Yes, and who I care about a ton. I was able to coach him his last year of college, and he was the first hire that I hired here. Wow! So. Uh, and he went to UVA wise. He went to the communist, but uh, but uh, sorry about that. And uh, I'm glad he came back to America. <laughs> so he's he's back with us. We, we and, can't beep that out. Oh, but. okay. Well, you don't need to beep it out because I mean it. And so he's he's uh, all the way in, and I couldn't be more happy. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, that's great news. I, I hate to see that Devon left. I thought he was a special guy. Yeah, he was he, good. He got along but so he's not well. Quentin. 
But golly, to add Quentin back, you know, Quentin, you're right. Yeah, getting you. Quentin back is really good for our program. We're going to put him in the Tidewater. Him and I are going to recruit okay. there. And we signed some guys out of there. And, and Devon, where did he ship off to? He went to Elizabeth City for two weeks as the defensive coordinator, and he was our receiver coach. Yes. And then he just got landed at Florida uh, FAMU. Oh, good so it's, that's a good job. So he's well, good uh, for him. So another springboard from Emory Henry College. I mean, you, there's seven, oh, yeah. several of well, us. Over Timmy the year. Chang's the head coach at Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, he got you, married at my house. So <laughs> this is your ninth season here, and uh, I guess you know we could in our eighth season doing this. So I get you. You've got several young men. They've, they've done well, and it means we've had good hires. And I promise you, Quentin's. Uh, one of the well, top of the list. Your coaching tree is growing. So Yeah, so we're sending them everywhere. Well, Coach, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we'll wrap up the show here. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about you. You had two football clinics for your offense, one other one for the defense. I want to talk about those a little bit and what that's going to do for our RPO offense and then what that's going to do for a stellar already defense. So, folks, we'll be right back after this message. Support for WEHC and Emory and Henry football comes from Tumbling Creek Cider Company. Heritage-inspired, handcrafted hard cider in the heart of downtown Abingdon. Open daily in the Springhouse 112 Court Street, Northeast, and online at tumblingcreekcider.com. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, serving the spirit of our community. And we're back. Uh, Coach, uh, the offensive uh, staff went up to Akron, University of Akron, met with uh, Joe Moreland. He is, uh, I guess, a, a guru on this RPO offense. I don't know if he is the first one to come up with it, but I know he certainly has a reputation of knowing what he's doing. So what are some of the things that you think you're going to be able to install? Or, And I know you don't want to talk about the nitty-gritty of it because we don't know who's listening, but uh, – but some of the general things that they got well, from Moreland. You know, Coach Tall, who's on our staff, that was the defensive coordinator at Harvard and coached the D-line at uh, Michigan and the D-line at West Virginia, he he was quality control at Mississippi State when mm-hmm. Coach Moreland was there. Okay, so you always want to go where you know somebody right? And, because otherwise you're not going to get all the information. And our biggest deal was how to come off like power read when people are pulling and still RPO because you're, you've got protection issues. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we got a lot done as far as now we, we, we'll work on pulling guys, and that really gets linebackers' eyes off of, mm-hmm. you know, covering. So – and that's that's what we went there for, and that's what we got out of it. You know, I think this league is really strict on going downfield. Uh, oh, are I, they? Yeah, I know. Uh, You're talking I mean, about downfield blocking. Downfield blocking with an RPO, right? Which is different. And uh, he is Jack Childress was in the ACC when I coached in the ACC, and I used to go to the meetings in Myrtle Beach. So I, I know him, but he's emphasized that. So we, 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 you know, we can't just run downfield and throw the ball over somebody's head. So <laughs> we're 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 looking at that. But that's what we looked at, kind of pin and pull stuff with 
uh, throwing right. an RPO. Well, that's great. I mean, because linebackers a lot of times key that that offense. Oh yeah, line. they're flying outside. Yeah, and you can sneak a receiver inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, this game they want to complicate it a bunch, but you know it's it's kind of made for simple-minded guys. That's why I coach it. <laughs> That's why I announce it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's move over to defense. The legendary Bud Foster, a good friend of yours and former defensive coordinator at uh, Virginia Tech, who has all kinds of honors, came down spent some time with your defensive staff, right? Been very close with Bud. Actually, we went to Charlotte uh, last year with uh, Emory alumni Rick Hughes, and uh, we were able to spend some time together and go go to a Charlotte game. And and I asked Bud to come in and talk to the staff, and uh, he's doing that now on a regular basis. Okay, so he's and, still coming down. And uh, No, no, he's going to – everywhere is oh, oh, oh okay. so we're we're uh you know we you know, took care of him financially a little bit as much as we could and uh such a good friend and uh just you know his knowledge of the game you know i had to practice against it for seven years coaching the <laughs> offensive line might have been the worst seven years of my life at practice we did okay in games but practice was a bear and uh so we'd go to the locker room, wouldn't speak until after we showered, and then uh, then we'd shake hands and say, uh, good job. So that's that's how that went. He's not the kind of guy to take any prisoners, is he? No, I mean, no, it's, no. It's he, Bud, Bud, Bud is a little bit intense, and I was a little bit of the same way. So I would say yeah, things I, that I shouldn't say to Bud and because nobody says to Bud, and I'd get a little snarl from Coach Beamer and probably should have. Yeah, well, you're no shrinking violet, so I'm sure. <laughs> I've never Bud, heard that shrinking violet. I, I'm sure you and Bud knocked heads quite a bit yeah. on that practice field up there. So, what did he? What was the main thing he were you were trying to gain from his? Uh, you know his his pressure packages mm-hmm. because he was you know he's he's known for that and yeah. and, and he I mean Bud knows the game better than anybody on that side of the ball that I've ever been around. And I've got the utmost re- respect for him. You know, I'd look up at the board uh, at Virginia Tech. They put the yardage thing on the board, and I'd say, good gosh, they haven't gained a yard yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Bud, Bud's a ball coach and uh, good at it. And more than that, he's a good person. Yeah. And so to get a good person coming in to talk to your guys and – he knows how to do it the right way, and that's important. Well, and in the, you talk about pressure packages. I don't know that there's – I think he's invented every blitz, safe, from safety blitz, corner blitz, linebacker blitz. I think he'd blitz the coaching staff. I promise you, he blitzed us in practice. <laughs> I said, I've never seen anything like this. And, you know, like I said, we'd go in the locker room and wouldn't like each other until we got out. And, uh, no – Great ball coach, and uh, you know, and and Tommy uh, Buzzo had a relationship with him also, so he knew him. But Bud and I are close yeah. friends, and he's a good guy. Well, great. Well, I'm sure it was beneficial. Well, coach, we're going to have to leave it there. This has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed talking with you. It's great to be back uh, in the studio with you, and uh, you know, I really appreciate you making this possible. Uh, we could not get this kind of inside look at Emory Henry football without you, and. And you've been very gracious about sharing things with us, 
Sometimes you're a little tight-lipped, but <laughs> yeah. most of the time. Well, sorry about that. Most I, of the time, I still like to things. win games. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. Next week, I want to talk a little bit about sack competition, and also uh, I want to talk about what we've got to do here at Emory to be successful, or at least to be competitive with this new D2 uh, lineup that we're gonna face. And you and I have played these guys years ago when we played yes, here. It's indeed. gonna be a lot of fun to see these yeah. guys. So, so everyone, uh, we're going to leave it right there. You're listening to WEHC Keys of the Game here on your voice of Southwest Virginia. Tune in next week at 6 o'clock, and we'll be right back here on the air. Thanks for listening, everyone, and so long.